0: if love okay now oh yeah, get out of the investment world if love is the thing that's going to be here in the end shouldn't we invest then in love are you with me you tracking with me if love is going to be the only thing that lasts shouldn't that be the highest investment priority of our time if you want a good return on your investment don't you want to invest in something that's going to be there for the long haul
1: That certainly sounds like a rhetorical question to me. Of course we do. Welcome to another edition of Rescuing All with Pastor Edward Paws from the Movement Church in Oakland. I'm Mike Trout, and Pastor Edward is going to continue today in the 13th chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians, the love chapter. He's answering the question in a variety of ways, how we can love God. Well, if you've missed any of these broadcasts, you can find them on the website at themovement.us. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Here's Pastor Edward.
0: Love doesn't fail. These things, in essence, will. They will come to an end. One more thing on love never fails. They love reading this at weddings because it's like, and love never fails. So the love between you two will never fail. But how many of you would agree, love fails? Love fails. <laughs> you could say you love, that fails. The divorce rate in this country, this thing has been read at more of those weddings, but how many of us know you read that out and that marriage failed? Anyone know people like that? Or you're like, oh gosh, that was me, and it's a no judgment, but it fails. Love does fail, so it's not It's not love in the sense of love between two people never fails, because we know that does. It's love, agape love. The love of God never fails. The love that God designed, that never fails, and it's gonna go beyond even the most supernatural gifts that you could be pursuing. Then he goes on to say here, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. So he takes those two gifts, knowledge and prophecy, And he says, we can only do that part ways. This gift of knowledge and being able to discern uh, things and and have that knowledge from God, we can only do that partly. And the prophecies, being able to be the voice of God to a, a people, we only do that partly. We don't do it in full, but when completeness comes, what Paul says is there's gonna be a time when another translation, many translations says, perfection comes. The Greek word here, it's where we get the word telescope, teleos, it's like the perfect design. And really what this means is when we're glorified, when, we're, when Christ returns and we are made in our perfect image, there's going to be a day what is in part will disappear. What does that mean? So we're going to know everything. Whoa. When Christ returns, it's not going to be a partial knowledge. It's not going to be a partial prophesy, prophesying. We're going to know what is in part disappears. We are going to be made perfect. And so a part of believing in Jesus isn't only about the great effects that it has for us here living now. But on the other side of eternity, when Christ rec- comes, what's in part is going to disappear. Paul goes on to write, When I was a child, I talked like a child, and you're familiar with these verses. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Now he's calling the Corinthian church children. You children, you're so interested in these gifts, these gifts that are gonna pass away. You're prioritizing these things that aren't gonna matter anymore. Just like when children are young, they prioritize only a couple of things. Food and food, like that's it. That's all they care about, food and sleep and food. But as children grow up, they prioritize other things. You guys with me? And so what he's saying is, you guys are interested in these gifts and these things that are going to come to an end. You're like children. Stop it. Stop being so concerned with these other things because when you grow up, you put the ways of childhood behind me. Remember, this is a rebuke. For now, we see only a reflection as in a a mirror. Once again, he's he's speaking of the temporary nature of where this church is at. And I know you guys are like, man, where's the application? You gotta understand what Paul was saying to the Corinthians church before you could appreciate what he wants to say to you and me. So hang with me, okay? I know we're working through what he was saying to the Corinthian church. He's saying now we only see a reflection as in a mirror. See, in those days, mirrors weren't what we have now. They were like, um, like either bronze or silver, and, and so you could only see yourself so well in a mirror in that time. And so he's saying what we know now, it's just like a, a reflection in a mirror. It's very small what we know now. But when that perfection comes, we're gonna see God face to face. How many of you are looking forward to that day? The day when you meet God face to face and what's gonna happen? Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Through faith in Jesus Christ, there's gonna be a day when you are fully known, fully loved, fully embraced. The feeling that we all want on this earth to be fully known and fully loved for who we are. There's going to be a day, Paul is saying, when we are going to be fully known by God. And so why are you prioritizing these other things when there is an eternity at stake here? There's an eternity that's ahead of us, and he closes with, the words that you know so well. And now these, these three things remain. These three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So the big ones like faith and hope, he's saying even those things. You know there's gonna be a day when you don't need faith? When you meet Jesus face to face, you're not gonna need faith. You're gonna see him and you're gonna know, oh, there he is. No need to. There's no need to hope. It's gonna be no need to hope one day, because why? Hope is gonna be right before us. And so what is the only thing that's gonna remain when all is said and done? It's love, it's love. And this is what Paul is saying to the church in Corinth. You're interested in all these things, but it's like looking in a mirror, it's partial. There's gonna be a day when you're fully known. You're worried about these childish things. But you need to grow up, because there's going to be a day when the things that you thought were important as a child aren't important anymore. Okay, that's what he was saying to the Corinthians. Talk to me, Ed, talk to me, okay. I just need to help you understand the scripture. I'm trying to bring it to life. But what Paul is basically saying in two words is this, love lasts. Love lasts. Your bank account doesn't last. Yeah, so, exactly. Especially if you had a, had a couple clothes on you, you know, they don't last. Your relationships don't last. We want them to. We want them to go to the distance. And marriages, I want a marriage that lasts a lifetime for sure. But even that's going to come to an end. When we are glorified and reunited with Christ. that. It, that's going to come to an end. Your job, the job that you love so much, the job that you pour your heart into, the job that you stress out over every single day, can I just lovingly tell you, that's not going to last. That's not going to be here a thousand years from now. The home that you have, and 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 I know what it's saying, you, you want to make it work, and you want to have it perfect, and man, I got to, Chase after this mortgage or chase after this rent. Can I just tell you, even your home is not going to last. The gifts and abilities that you have, that you pride yourself in, my ability to mother, my ability to sing, my ability to teach, my ability to connect, my ability to sell, my ability to cook, my ability, my ability, we have our ability, you know our abilities are going to come to an end. Love lasts, love lasts, love lasts. All those cards in your wallet, driver's license, social security, gift cards, debit cards, credit cards, hold them so tightly, we check those accounts every morning, come on, now it's on your app so you're still lying down half in bed and you see, where's my money at? Ah, a few of you, yeah, not just me. I need to know where my money's at today. Did they take that money out already? I sure hope not. (laughs) Wow, we're not even awake yet. Can I just tell you, it doesn't last. And so I began to think, okay, so it seems like Paul is saying to the church in Corinth, and it would seem like God is saying to us that love lasts. So then what? If love lasts, then what? If love is going to outrank and outdo and outlive all these other things, I began to think about investment for some reason, and I don't know why, really. And I don't know much about investment. I don't have a lot of investments, uh, very few, actually. But but when I think about investments, don't you want to invest in things that last? Warren Buffett, World's, one of the world's richest men Year after year after year Saying just as it regards to investments Very practically I like to invest in things That don't change very much I like to invest in things that are going to be here Years and years from now And so Shouldn't that be the thing If love Okay now oh yeah, get out of the investment world If love is the thing that's going to be here in the end Shouldn't we invest Then in love Are you with me you tracking with me. If love is gonna be the only thing that lasts, shouldn't that be the highest investment priority of our time? If you want a good return on your investment, don't you wanna invest in something that's gonna be there for the long haul?
1: Do you have any idea how often the word love is used in the Old Testament and the New Testament? Well, depending upon which version of the Bible you read and study, It's between 310 and 551 times, and in every instance, it's positive and enduring. You're listening to Pastor Edward Paws and his teaching from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He'll wrap it up tomorrow on this broadcast. I hope you can join us. As a way of saying thank you for listening to the program, Pastor Edward and the congregation at the Movement Church would like to give you a free resource entitled Discovering Your Story. You have a unique purpose that God has for your life, and you can discover it when you read through these five absolutely necessary elements for fulfilling that unique purpose. Again, the title of the book is Discovering Your Story. You can get it when you go to the website TheMovement.us. That's TheMovement.us. They're also on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Join us tomorrow when uh, Pastor Edward again wraps up this series in the book of 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. If you've missed any of these programs, catch them on the website, again, TheMovement.us.